The next three blogging secrets are gonna help you avoid the biggest fear that we have as bloggers. Number one, wasting a ton of time building up a website, creating a lot of really good content, but then making zero dollars from it. Let's see how we can avoid that. Let's dive in. And welcome to the Blogger Evolution. My name is Chris and welcome. Here we talk about building passive income streams that can work for you so you don't have to. Really excited about being here this week. How is your week going? You know, this has been, you know, I think it's a holiday weekend this week. Maybe you were, uh, you're finally getting back to work, getting back into your routine. But this is going to be a super important episode because you don't want to waste a ton of time when you are building up your passive income streams. So I'm going to go over these three quick tricks. If you have kids around, let's try to plug in the headphones. Make sure you do so safely because you want to, you still might need to hear them if anything going on or if they get silent. You ever notice that, that as a parent, if a lot of noise is going on, then everything's probably okay. But as soon as it goes silent, then that's when you start worrying. But anyway, I want you to listen up to this valuable information that we're going to be going over because it's going to save you a ton of time and a ton of money. And speaking about saving a ton of time and ton of money, I want you to go check out my free workshop that I have over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. I'll be sure to put a link down in the description. There I have an intense training that literally peels the onion back on how to make passive income with a blog and especially incorporating it with something that, that I like to call affiliate marketing, which is one of the greatest ways to make money online. Be sure to go check it out, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. It's 100% free, so you really have no reason not to check it out, but I want you to be able to, you know, have the same type of life that I've been able to live over the last seven or eight years, and it's exciting, and I show you exactly how I do it over and that on that particular training. So go check it out, and I'll see you on the other side. But let's go ahead and jump into the number three secret that I have when it comes to creating a passive income, and uh, especially with a blog, but avoiding some of this the craziness, because one time I ran into um, someone who actually is a follower of this channel. I think her name was Nessa. And she says how she's been blogging, get this, for 10 years and has not made a single dollar from it. 10 years. She has four kids. She homeschools them. And she even says this, and I quote, she's seriously, um, she's seriously overwhelmed and financially tapped out. Now, it really hurts my heart when I hear stories like this because 10 years and you're still working on it, I probably would have given up a long time ago, to be honest. But by the end of this video, I want you to have all of the secrets that you need because there's stuff going that I'm going to talk about in here that literally, if I would have known it when I first got started, I would have been, I'd be right now so much further along and a lot less headache and a lot less uh, heartache for, you know, what Nessa is going through right now. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Number three, autopilot income. Now, I know that that's easier than said, but, but check it out here because the dream outcome is to be able to make money while you're snooze, right? While you're sleeping. If you can make money while you're sleeping, you can really figure stuff out. I believe Warren Buffett even had a specific quote where he said, if you don't figure out a way to make money while you sleep, you're going to work until you die. But you know that whole thing about making money while you sleep, that went a little deeper for me, specifically because it's not just sleeping. You know, Sleeping, you're nice and peaceful. But what about making money while you're sick or while you can't work? That's the greatest time to have passive income. You see, making money without actively having to work on it is going to help you even when you're simply not working on it, right? I know that seems obvious, but 
if you cannot actively work, then you can't make money in most jobs that we have out here, you know, in this day and age. So the reality is, if I were to break my leg, I might not be able to work depending on the type of job that I had. But even if I had a corporate job, you know, where I just sit behind a desk or I'm working from home, I'd still be able to work with a broken leg, right? But what if I couldn't physically move? Or what if I didn't have the mental capacity to be able to continue working? Or I was in a hospital bed, bedridden, or, or anything like that. Would I still be able to make money? Probably not. And then you have to depend on these insurances and short-term disability and AFLAC and this, that, and the other. Look, that happened to me one time. I wasn't like super sick to the point of dying. It's just that I had something happen to me where I couldn't actively work for a little while. And... It was unknown as to what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. I just know I didn't feel well. But I remember it being like a holiday weekend, maybe like Labor Day or something of that nature. And it was a nice extended weekend and uh, wasn't much going on that weekend. So I was actually going to use this time to kind of continue building up my blog. I was like, hey, I got some free time. Let's go ahead and work on this sucker. So I was excited to use that time and I was feeling good, feeling great. Um, I had some ideas that I just wanted to put down on paper to help grow the business. But then all of a sudden, I got sick. And when I say sick, I mean like sick as a dog type sick. I was getting nausea, vomiting, headache. I was weak, diarrhea. I, believe me, it was coming out of both both ends, right? <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a pleasant experience at all. But for an entire day or two, I was completely out for the count. I remember being in the fetal position, freezing, you know, just kind of sitting there shaking with a, um, with, with a, a blanket over me. Now, granted, it turned out to be food poisoning. Um, I drank something that had been left out that I didn't realize had been left out for as long as it was. So it was my own doing. You know, I will at least admit that. But here's the kicker. All right, here's the kicker. This is the most important part of, the, of this entire situation, this entire story. When I finally had enough strength to crawl up to my laptop, I remember my finger was trembling as I went and finally hit that button to fire up the computer as the screen just brightened up. And I remember my eyes have been closed for like 24 hours straight. So uh, when the brightness of the light just hit my eyes, I was just like, ah, you know, just it was squinting, trying to see what was on the screen. I pulled up my income from one, just one of the affiliate programs that I had been promoting in the past. And while I was sick as a dog, my passive income business generated me over $500. Specifically, it was like $514. This is, when, this is when I was first getting started. And I was floored. In about a day or so, I had made over 500 bucks when I was sitting on the couch sick as a dog. And this only happened because of systems that I put in place that would work for me 24 hours a day even if I could not physically work on it. Think about that. That's powerful. That is super duper powerful because the lesson here is stop building someone else's passive income. When you are working your regular job, your nine to five, all right, I'm biased. I'm not a big fan of nine to fives. I know that there is a small majority of people out there who actually like their jobs. But I'm talking to people out there who don't because that's where I was. Couldn't stand my job. I like the people that I worked with, but I didn't like the job at all. And once I realized that I was building someone else's passive income, I realized that I needed to do something about that to work on my 
own passive income. My boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss, the CEO all the way up, they weren't doing as much work as I was, yet they were making probably 10 times the amount of money that I was making, if not more. So what's the advice here? What's really the practical steps that I want you to implement? Well, when you are building up your affiliate marketing business, your blog, your niche site, whatever, find of recurring affiliate marketing systems. Recurring meaning you only have to sell it once and you can get paid over and over and over and over again. Look, the, the idea here is you need to make these things last because I don't want you to be a salesman when it comes to your blog. In fact, I want you to be the complete polar opposite of a salesman, to be honest. But when we do provide good value, and we actually like the products that we're using, you believe in them, you use these products, you know, make sure that you choose a product that would be good for your audience. Don't just choose it just to make a couple bucks because that's not going to build a sustainable business. Make sure it's a product that you use, that you believe in, um, and then promote it like crazy. Get it on your blog. Don't just write one review post about it. Every blog post, every YouTube video you might create, if you went ahead and started doing a podcast, talk about it everywhere. There's an old principle that if you don't talk about your business, nobody else will. And that's true. So you need to talk about it. Talk about it in all of these places. If you're on a blog specifically, since this is you know, a blogging channel, if you're talking about blogging specifically, on other articles that happen to somehow be related to your specific product that you're promoting, make sure that you put either an affiliate link or a call to action to go read your review about this particular product. Maybe even put a button in the header saying, this is my number one recommendation. Do something like that. And then only concentrate on a handful of affiliate products. Now this is kind of a pet peeve of mine, but there's some YouTubers, there's some blogs out there that will literally promote any and everything. And because of that, they don't stand for anything. Right. If you are a Hamilton fan, you know, the old saying with with Aaron Burr is that if you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? Right. You need to stand for something. If you don't stand for anything, then what's the point of you being there? Don't be on don't be in the middle of an issue. Be on either polar opposite sides of the issue. Nobody likes somebody who rides the middle. Right. So find a handful of products that you just love and just use all the time and those are the ones that you want to create content and promote about create multiple types of articles about them talk about specific things about that article or sorry about that product that you can create content on you know make sure that it's you are constantly sending traffic there and then build up only a handful of income streams I've learned that lesson the hard way. I used to promote almost anything that popped up just to make a dollar. But after a while, I didn't have any integrity. I didn't feel good about myself. So I started just choosing one, two, three programs that I really liked that paid decently well and just promoted them as much as possible. So how to do this? How do we promote it to our audience? That's a good question. And it brings us into secret number two, which is called keeping it real. And when I say when I mean keeping it real, I mean being personal. So to avoid wasting your time, you know, you have to learn this one keeping it real, keeping it, can't speak, keeping it real reason because I learned it the hard way and I want to avoid you having to learn it the hard way. But it has such a simple yet elegant type answer. And I'm going to be honest, if I had never figured this out, I would have been a lot like Nessa, the, the girl we talked about in the onset of our discussion here, where I would have worked for a long time and probably wouldn't have made any money at all. 
which is really the scary thing because you just would have wasted your time, energy, and effort, and probably money. So when I first started a blog, I sounded like a robot. I really did. I sounded like I was just delivering information. Granted, I was doing everything technically correct. I was uh, doing good keyword research. I was writing um, content that wasn't perfect, but it wasn't bad either. You know, it helped satisfy the search intent. If someone was looking for something specific, I was able to answer their question. But I was missing something super crucial. I remember one article that was ranked on the first page and it was getting an average dwell time. Now, a dwell time on an article is just basically how long Google calculates how long someone stays on that blog, on that page for that for a specific length of time. The dwell time for that article, even though it was on the first page, it was around the bottom of the first page. So I had done everything technically right, but the dwell time wasn't that high. It was like maybe less than 30 seconds. You know, so someone was Googling the phrase, clicking on it, going to my blog, which is great, but they were only staying on my site for about 30 seconds and then splitting. So that's something crucial that I was missing at the time was personality. You see, back in the day, blogging was all about personality. When you, If you started blogging in 2006, you know, all about personality. Just what did you do that day? This is how cool I am. I sat down and I went here and I did, I stood in line there, yada, yada. People were following that kind of stuff back in 2006, but not today. You don't really have favorite bloggers per se anymore. You might have a couple, but not like it was 15 years ago. You might have a favorite YouTuber now, right? Or you might have a favorite podcast. Hopefully it's the Blogger Evolution podcast. But in that way, where we're just writing about our day, that type of blogging is dead. When people say blogging is dead, that's what they are referring to. But on the other side of that, where you're being too personal, where people just don't care, then you know you have the other side of that, where you're being just too mechanical. You're being too technical. You're just spitting out answers. That's where I was. And as a result, I was getting traffic to my site, but I wasn't getting quality traffic to my site. People weren't sticking around for any amount of time. And because of that, it was killing any money that I was getting from ads or affiliates. So I started doing something interesting and I infused my own personality in the articles themselves while I was still giving information. So I kind of created a hybrid of not just 100% personality driven, but not 100% informational driven. I was merging them together. And I remember on that particular page you were talking about a minute ago, where I was only getting about 30 seconds and someone landed on it and it was on the bottom of the first page. It literally jumped to number one overall. So the first result on the first page, and then they uh, the average dwell time was no longer 30 seconds, it was 10 minutes. That's the whole difference right there. And that's that's exactly how I was able to do it. So let me tell you a couple of things that I did to that article to make sure people were sticking around and actually reading what's going on. Number one, I tried to include a story or so of what was going on. Now you have to be careful when you're creating a story because if you have like a food blog and you're talking about a recipe, remember that people might just be looking for the recipe. They don't need to know what your grandma Agnes and the history of spaghetti in your family and you don't need all of that. Sometimes a story can literally be one to two sentences. That's it. Nice, specific, to the point.
Use words like I and me in your writing instead of always saying like they or if you. Don't be general. Be specific. Talk about your specific example. In fact, this is what's going to separate you from artificial intelligence, from AI content, the writing tools that are out there, the word heroes, the Jaspers, the, the writers, all of those. This is what's going to separate you from there because those tools, all they do is go online, read what's already there, and then you know jumble it up and try to create something original, which they do, and they do a very good job of it, by the way. But they are never going to take that product and write a review on it and go outside and play with it or go outside and use it and then give a real honest experience about what happened. AI content cannot and probably will not ever be able to do that. So in the first per paragraph of your blog, tell a very fast story. And when I say very fast, I literally mean, like I mentioned before, a sentence or two if that. But all you are really wanting to do is show people that you know what you're talking about and that you are in the space just like they are. So just, you know, for sake of an example, um, instead of think about uh, origami, all right, origami is like when you kind of fold paper to make it, you know, look like a duck or something. You know, I'm sure you've probably seen those things before, but don't just say something like, you know, maybe you start off your article, you know, many people love folding origami. So this is the paper that they use. That's very general. It's not specific. It doesn't engage anybody. It's not the, it, it can work. Don't get me wrong. It can work. Remember, I was ranking on the first page, but it wasn't capturing people. So that's too generic. It's too impersonal. Try something like this. Instead say, when I learned to fold origami, I was using any paper that I could find, but the finished product just didn't look and feel right until I started using XYZ paper. And then this is what happened. And then go into your review, go into your article, answer the question, get specific, satisfy the search intent. And at the end of it, just wrap it all up about your experience with this particular piece of paper. Notice the difference there. Notice the difference how one was more personal. I told you about my experience. When you landed on that article, you knew that I was in the trenches with you trying to figure out you know, where I was with this paper and where I'm going to be. You've already had the journey and the me as a reader of your blog is hopefully going to copy your journey and then have the same results that you did. That catapulted my dwell time from about 30 seconds to over 10 minutes on that article. So it works. Quick story, two to three sentences in the beginning. Just get people to see you as an authority on the subject for that particular article and relate to you. Remember, people buy from people. That will make it so much easier for you when you actually make a recommendation to purchase something like an affiliate product. They are more likely going to do it because they trust you as an individual. All right. And they will trust you no matter where you go. You know, if you get someone to trust you, you can pretty much promote as much as you can to them and they'll buy it. You know, usually they will buy it. So with all of this in mind, you do have to take a little bit of extra time in order to do this because you have to you have to think. You have to think about a particular uh, uh, story that you can incorporate in the article. But how do we save time so that you can have more time to concentrate on the more important things for your particular blog? Well, you need to do our number one secret for blogging success, and that's avoiding the treadmill. When you avoid the treadmill, you get your time back. The dream is to do work once and not have to do it again. 
That's the whole point. That's what makes passive passive, right? Do the work once and never have to do it again. Well, let me tell you what not to do. All right. Let me tell you what not to do, because I've been through this and and this is what happened. I used to write a lot of content that was reviews of different types of money making products online. And I can't remember specific names for any of them, to be honest, because it's been so long. But one in particular that I wrote was one that was called, uh, I think it was, um, no, I forgot. I don't know the name of it. Let's just make up a name for it is what I meant to say. Um, let's call it the Make Money Online Accelerator, you know. So whatever, the Make Money Online Accelerator, it's coming out. It's a new product on the market. And since it was brand new, there wasn't a lot of content on the internet for it. There were no blogs, no YouTube posts, no anything. So um, what you would do is I would write a review on it. Cause I was like, Hey, I found this. Let's go ahead and get some traffic. And because there was nothing on the internet about it, I'd rank pretty fast for it. And hopefully I'll put, you know, some affiliate links in there or something, get people to, to turn around and actually begin, uh, and actually get to the point to where they purchased the product. That's the thing that's called launch jacking, by the way. So I got all the commissions that I got from it. And, you know, it was a pretty good idea. It works very well. A lot of people use this launch jacking technique, but I didn't realize a very big problem with this particular strategy. So I went ahead and I created the content for the Make Money Online Accelerator review. I ranked on the first page for it. Yay. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. The product was released. I was getting decent traffic from it because they were promoting it themselves, trying to get people to buy it. People were just doing their normal due diligence when they go online and write yada, yada, yada review. I got a few referrals from it. I was excited. I was getting traffic. I was actually getting income because some of those people were going through and making the purchase, but I was missing something that was super important. The problem is using this particular tactic is that your traffic to your site directly depends on the popularity of that product. So if that product is not popular or if the product flops or the creator doesn't do a great job promoting it, it's going, that article that you wrote is now dead in the water. And you see how now you don't have any control of what's going on because you're tying your, your whole hopes and dreams to whether or not this one-off product is going to be successful. That's not going to work because once that product flopped and it wasn't making any more money or it wasn't popular anymore, you know what else was dead? My article my Facebook posts, my YouTube videos about it. It was getting zero traffic because no one was looking for it. Hours and hours of creating that content, all gone. So the difference between what we do as bloggers versus what other people do when they create content on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or whatever. When you write content on a blog, that content lasts for years. I want you to, the, to avoid the treadmill of creating content on social media. You, I would even, don't even touch social media if you don't have to. Avoid the treadmill of creating content on social media because it just doesn't last very long. You need to create what are called evergreen topics. An evergreen topic is a topic that's relevant now. It's relevant in five years from now. It'll be relevant 10 years from now. Think about an evergreen tree. An evergreen tree is always green, whether it's winter, whether it's fall, whether it's summer, it doesn't matter. It's an evergreen because it's always there and it's always relevant. And that's what we need to be doing when we create our content. The best places to do this is number one with a blog, number two, YouTube channel, number three, podcast. Those are the big three right now. Notice how I didn't say TikTok. 
I didn't say Twitter, didn't say Instagram. Create content in places that is going to stick around a while. That's how you create a passive nature to your business because people are going to be finding you even when you're not actively working on things. So what's the point here? Don't just write reviews and then have dollar signs in your eyes. Write supporting content, write evergreen content that is going to be relevant now and 10 years from now. You see, usually the type of content that we create when we're going after evergreen topics are harder to rank. They even take longer to rank in most cases versus if we're writing content for a product that doesn't barely even exist yet, then yeah, then you'll be able to rank pretty quickly with it because there's nothing else on the internet about it. But we create evergreen content, it's a little more competitive, but that's the kind of content that we want. And if you look hard enough, you should be able to create evergreen content on things that isn't covered very well on the internet. So when it comes to this, instead of thinking about the Going back to our example of the Make Money Online Accelerator, instead of saying, instead of creating a content on Make Money Online Accelerator review where it's very specific, and I'm not saying not to write it, but just don't pin all your hopes and dreams on that one article, create a content about how to make money online. It's going to be a little more competitive, but especially in the space of Make Money Online, but depending on where you are, you know, um, you might be in a space to where the competition isn't as high. So which means you'll be able to rank for evergreen topics for years and not have to worry about it and actually get some passive income coming in. So when you're planning out your content, try to have a proper balance between your evergreen informational content and your reviews. Don't all do all reviews. Don't do all information. Do a proper mix of both. If I had to throw a number out there, I would say 70, 30, maybe 70 informational, 30 reviews. Um, that would probably be where I would go with that. Um, plan on putting content either on a blog. Uh, I would definitely recommend a blog, but you also have a podcast, YouTube channel. Let me give you an interesting statistic that I just, I love to, to throw in people's faces when they tell me, um, you know, how much money they made on TikTok or how much money they made on Instagram. You can make money on those platforms. Don't get me wrong, but you're going to have to actively work on it. And that's the difference between what we do with a blog. Did you know? that the average shelf life of content that you post on Twitter is 18 minutes. 18, one eight, 18 minutes. The average shelf life of content that you put on Facebook is five hours. Instagram, 21 hours. LinkedIn, 24 hours. So I just named some of the biggest uh, uh, social media platforms out there. And the content that you create is only good for less than 24 hours. Twitter was 18 minutes. YouTube, about 30 plus days. And usually it's a lot longer than that, to be honest. But this is from the statistic that I found. YouTube, 30 plus days. But notice this next one. Content, the average shelf life of content on a blog, two years. Think about that. Two years. So where would you rather spend your time? Think about that. Where would you rather spend your time? Would you rather spend time on something that's going to last 18 minutes, that's going to last 24 hours? Or would you spend time somewhere that's going to uh, uh, last for two years or more? I have blog posts that I created back in 2017 that's still ranking today and is still earning revenue. How many things can you do 
that literally five, six years later, it's still creating a revenue for you. That's why our blogging business is so awesome. So where are you spending your time? That's really the big key here. Now, look, these blogging strategies that we went over today, they always work. And if you do them right, you can print money, literally. And you do that by using the three secrets, keeping it real, avoiding the treadmill, and recurring revenue. These are the three secrets to making you know, passive income, the legendary secrets to making money with your blog. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, or if you're, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then, you know, dwell on it. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, leave a comment down below. Have you had a similar situation with getting started? Have you gotten started? Have you tried any of these things? Or are you like Nessa, who started, have been doing it for a long time and hasn't even made a dime? You know, my heart goes out to you if it's, if it's necessary. But the beautiful part of it is it can be fixed. We can do this. So if you implement these strats, and actually do it, you'll be able to print money, you know, without having to actively work on it. You know, the passive nature of building a blogging business. So if you need help in doing this, then I definitely recommend you go over and check out bloggerrevolution.com slash workshop. It's bloggerrevolution.com slash workshop. I have a free passive income workshop that literally tells you how I was able to build a passive income using blogs and specifically with affiliate marketing and then how you can do it as well. Uh, I was able to ditch my nine to five with it, have my wife quit her job. Um, it's been pretty good. And I was able to do all of that with about an hour a day, especially if you know what you're doing and what targeted things you need to be working on right then and there. So go check it out over at bloggerrevolution.com slash workshop.